Welcome to the Insurgents Podcast with Frank Viola. And he's brought a friend. This is the podcast that supplements Frank's groundbreaking book, Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, which is shaking up the Christian world. You can find out details about the book at insurgents.org. Sit back, open all four ears, physical and spiritual, and join the insurgents. Here's Frank. Welcome to another edition of the Insurgents Podcast. I have Jeffrey Harley with me once again. Hey, what's up? And we are coming to you live. Live. From Orlando, Florida. That is the recording is live, but by the time it gets to you, it will have been recorded. (laughs) So today we want to talk about trials and the kingdom of God. Mm. And I kind of want to drill down deep here in some respects on the purpose of trials and the experience of suffering. Now, I'm not going to lay this out scripturally. I did it in a master class called Rough Diamonds, The Path to Transformation. And I delivered a message in that class that was on the cross. And when you look at the scriptures carefully, you find that Jesus himself put together suffering, the cross, Mm. and trials as being synonymous. So when a trial comes into your life, a tribulation, it is the cross being applied to your life and it has embedded within it suffering, Hmm. okay? We're told in Acts, Paul says to one of the groups of churches that he had raised up, it is through much tribulation, it is through much Mm. trial that we enter the kingdom. And of course, there's phases of entering the kingdom and I talk about this in Insurgents, but trials and tribulations are part and parcel of the kingdom life. They're gonna come to you and they have a purpose. And one of the purposes, Jeffrey, we're told in Romans 5, is that tribulation brings endurance. And endurance, proven character. The result, the goal of a trial and a tribulation is to conform us to the image of Jesus. Amen. Hebrews 12, he talks about discipline, the yeah. discipline of the Lord. And not to not to regard lightly the discipline mm. of the Lord, not to faint or grow weary yes, yes. when we are being disciplined. And it is for discipline that we endure. Amen. Again, it's endurance. The writer of Hebrews says we are disciplined for a short time, mm. he, but he disciplines us for our good so that we may share, participate in his holiness. Then we have the scripture in James 1 that trials and tribulations are, in effect, the testing of our faith, which is designed to produce endurance. Amen. Once again. Endurance. That we in our character may be perfect, that is mature, complete, lacking in nothing. Mm. Blessed is the man or woman who perseveres, who Mm. endures under trial. And then we have the passage in 1 Peter, for a little while. Mm. Hebrew says for a short time. Now for us, every day of a trial, if it's severe, seems like an eternity. Uh, It's not short. But in the grand scheme of eternity, and even in our lives, thank God it has an expiration date. Hallelujah. (laughs) I know that's right. Um, For a little while, if necessary, you've been distressed by various trials so that the testing of your faith Mm. being more precious than Gold, which is perishable, is being tested by fire. First Peter 4, 
He talks about the fiery ordeal among you which comes upon you for your testing. So trials really are a test, a test of faith designed to purify us, yes. refine us, yes. purge us, make us more like Christ by eliminating through suffering parts yes. of us that are not like Jesus and to gain more ground for the Lord's character to be formed in us. And one of the things that I have learned through trials is that there's always a purpose behind them. Amen. And if we can keep that in front of us, that there's a goal, that there's a resurrection on the other side Amen. of death, Amen. it will help us persevere. Now, how does a woman get through childbirth? She gets through it because she can see that there is a child that's going to come into the world on the other side. Mm -hmm. If she did not see that as the purpose, right, there's mm -hmm. no way she could endure that, you right? That right. <laughs> so being clear that there's a purpose. You may not know what the purpose is specifically at the time, but there is a purpose. God works all things for good, and we know that the trial of our faith is designed for us to participate in the holiness of God, to push us further into the kingdom, to make us more like Jesus. Amen. Now, there's one aspect of this issue of trial that I want to talk about and zero in on, and then you have some great words derived by sports analogies that, that I'm living through right now. <laughs> Sometimes God will corner you and put you in a position where you have no control Amen. over the outcome, right? And we talked about this previously. But one of the greatest sources of pain when you're going through a severe trial or tribulation is not knowing the outcome. And I think we can see something of this in the cross of Jesus, which we participate in the sufferings of Christ yes. when we go through trials. His history is our destiny. Amen. We follow the steps of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And in crucifixion, we participate in the sufferings of Christ. This is all over the New Testament. But we also participate in his resurrection if we don't waste our sufferings. Amen. If we suffer with him. Not for redemption, right? But for yes. that aspect of conformity to Jesus by being put into the fire so that elements of our natural selves are burned out. But Jesus was very clear that he would die and rise again. Amen. He told his disciples that. He prophesied it. They didn't understand it at the time. And Hebrews 12, the beginning of the passage, tells us that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Amen. He knew the resurrection was going to be the outcome. Mm -hmm. He knew the salvation of many sons and daughters to glory would be the outcome. Amen. And that's what got him through it. But when he was actually experiencing it, there was, as a friend of mine put it, recently to me, there was a huge question mark embedded in the cross. Mm. There was uncertainty of the outcome. Even though before going into it, he was clear on the outcome, when he was going through it, it seems that he was questioning. Yeah, it seems. He didn't know what the outcome was. Mm. Because why? He said, Father, Father, why mm. have you forsaken me? And there's pain in not knowing what the outcome yeah, is. that's good. And when you're going through a trial, sisters and brothers, not only does the trial itself bring suffering, but the question mark mm. of the outcome also brings a measure of pain into your life. And this is where the test and the trying of your faith comes in. Mm. And as we talked about in one of the previous podcasts, the posture is one of God will deliver me, but even if he doesn't, yes, God yes. is going to be God yes. and God's with me. Yes. And I have the greatest ally in the universe. Amen. I can't lose because I'm still going to have the Lord 
after it's over, after the fire subsides and my garments are still smoking, <laughs> God will be God and God will be with me. And so laying down the outcome, becoming detached from the outcome, becoming outcome independent, mm. and yet holding on to the Lord fiercely is really what gets us through these times of trial and tribulation. Jeff. Wow. That's powerful. Trials, tribulations, sufferings, the cross. I like to say when you know who you are, you can go far. So one is, you know, knowing who I am in the Lord, knowing who the Lord is, him revealing himself, and then who we are in him. You know, one of the things that you said, Frankie V, was that part of the purpose of trials sufferings the cross is to uh eliminate to put to death my natural man the old man was already crucified on the cross with jesus but the natural man still likes to interject himself so in knowing my natural jeff and the natural jeff is a problem solver assertive Take the bull by the horns, you know. Amen to that, bro. I'm right there with you. Amen. So, you know, when I've been in a trial or suffering, I can know that it's for me to partake of the Lord's holiness. I can know that it's worked together for my good. I can know that it's producing perseverance and patience and good character. But at the same time, you know, I want it to end. So my natural inclination is to try to insert myself in it to make it end sooner than later. What had to come to me after a few experiences of when I did that, things, one, fell apart, my plans, and then number two, you know, I could have prolonged it in my attempt to shorten it, which was defeating my own purpose, which, you know, had to be done. I started thinking about when I played sports and even specifically basketball. And, you know, basketball is a game where, you know, you're playing offense and defense. And and your posture from going from offense to defense can change in a split second. And so there becomes a flow in every game. The key for me was always, you know, getting in the flow of that particular game. So to give you an example, like I remember once, I went to a private school, and when we played in basketball in high school, the public school that I would have went would have went to, I wanted to do well. We were playing at their court, so the coach that would have coached me that I knew, guys I was playing against that I grew up with, I wanted to do real well. So I inserted myself, my own plan my own energy into the game instead of waiting for the game to flow to me and you know there's four eight minute quarters in a high school basketball game and before the first quarter was over I had three fouls so I wasn't even in the game I had to sit on the bench and as soon as the second half started I committed another foul and I basically did not play in the game because I tried to insert myself to take control of the game which led to me being disqualified from being in the game, period. And I started comparing that with times when I would just feel the flow of the game and let the game come to me, and in the flow of the game, at the end of the game, see, wow, I had a great game. And, you know, Michael Jordan was one of the best examples of that, where at times Michael Jordan was a prolific scorer, 
defender. But there were some games, not many, but some, where Michael wasn't, his shot wasn't falling. He wasn't scoring. So Michael, if you looked at that game, he would play a significant role in just playing defense. He might even block a shot near the end of the game that saved the game or made a steal and then a pass where one of his teammates then scored the winning point. What Michael was good at was allowing the game to come to him, to flow within the context of the game. And so in a trial and a suffering, one of the hard parts is we get so focused, or at least I, I do, and I believe others do too, so focused on the circumstances and the situations and not keeping our eyes on Christ, but also trying to insert ourselves to stop the flow, uh, to, to, to hinder the flow or the purpose of the sufferings instead of just getting with the flow of the Holy Spirit and just following the Spirit. Romans 8 says, you know, the mature sons of God are those who are led by the Spirit of God and just trusting the Lord in that process that he is forming Christ in me, that he is shaping character in me, that he is shaping perseverance in me, and that these things are going to work together for the good even in the midst of this uncomfortable situation. And so there also then becomes the concept of the long game. The long game is like seeing the bigger picture and not just that snapshot of that moment in time when I'm suffering, when I'm going through the trial, when I'm complaining, when I'm whining, when I'm doing those things. Again, another sports analogy with playing the long game is uh, I remember vividly January 3rd, 1993. There was a wild card, AFC wild card football game between the Houston Oilers against the Buffalo Bills. The Houston Oilers are today the Tennessee Titans. You can look up this game on YouTube or somewhere. And I believe at halftime, the Houston Oilers were beating the Buffalo Bills 35-3. to So Buffalo saw themselves down by 32 points with 30 minutes to play. And so if they came out in the second half and tried to make back all those points in just a few plays, they would have failed. They had to play the long game. The long game is when you try to just get a little bit at a time. It's a moment by moment. In other words, when they came out and they got the ball, it was like, let's just try to get positive yards on first down. And then let's try to make a first down. Then let's try to make another first down. And then let's try to get a touchdown. Well, to bring that into the trial, a lot of times in trials and sufferings, I got to live day by day. That has to be broken down to one day at a time where there's enough provision of manna to make it through that one day. And sometimes within that day, that's broken down to an hour <laughs> at a time. And sometimes within that hour, that's, right. that's broken down to a minute at a time. So it's what Jesus said in Matthew 6. Mm-hmm. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first All the these kingdom. things will be added to you. Yes, yes. Don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. Live one day at a time. time. Yes, and that's yeah. hard to remember, brother. It's hard. It's hard. When you go through a trial, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. James says, let perseverance finish its work yes. so that you may be mature and complete. Or, as another version says, let patience have its perfect work. Let endurance have its perfect work. Yes. Well, that's living one day, at a time. one day at a time. And that's one of the keys to getting through the trial, the long game. The long game is, is patience. It's long suffering. It's suffering long. But 
there's a purpose in that. And so, you know, to play the long game, sometimes within that long game, there's those short moments, you know, where it is a minute at a time. And again, it gets back to that game. Maybe if I can just get a first down. Sometimes I'm literally looking at my watch and saying, Lord, just help me through the next 60 seconds. Yes, amen. You know, just the next 60 seconds, Lord. And then it's the next 60 seconds. And then it's the next 60 seconds. And before I know it, five minutes have gone by. <laughs> and then before I know it, an hour has gone Which by. Which feels like an eternity and a half. Feels like, yes, an eternity and a half. But that's the long game. long game. It's those short increments that build up over time. And when you get some momentum going, right, and you just start thinking about the joy of the Lord is my strength and thinking about other situations that he brought mm. you through and then getting around other saints who have gone through mm. other situations like that because Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1 that you know we go through trials and tribulations so that the God of all comfort can comfort us and then we can be a comfort to another so sometimes in the midst of that long game in that minute I'm like Lord send me a saint that I can fellowship with who can identify with this and who can just share with me and help me get through. And that's the importance I'm seeing also with the kingdom cell and the brother that I'm in, and actually two brothers now in the kingdom cell with, is we share one another's burdens like that and fulfill the law of Christ. Sometimes when you're going through a fiery ordeal and you cannot see the outcome, and the outcome is either outside your power completely. For example, mm -hmm. your mother when she was in a coma. Yes. Nothing yeah. you can do about that. Can't do it. You're either going to worry or trust God. Yeah. If you worry, you're not going to trust God. If you trust God, you're not going to worry. But you can't do anything about it. Other times, you're in a situation where you can force an outcome. But if you do it mm. too early, you're going to mess it up. That's right. And actually hinder God from stepping in and doing what he does best. Yes. And that's creating the situation through his own timetable, which is not ours, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. He waits four days for Lazarus to die very often. And you're allowing him to step in. So it's this let go and let God, which I always thought was a trite phrase until I'm actually in a situation <laughs> where my back's against Amen. the wall. Amen. And let go and let God let the game come to you yes there's a passage in isaiah 50 it's verse 10 let the one who walks in the dark who has no light trust in the name of the lord and rely on their god Amen. so he's describing a trial where it's all black and i have described certain trials that i've gone through to be thus i'm in a forest at night it's pitch black I have no flashlight, I have no compass. Mm. All I have is a little lantern, and all I can see is two steps ahead of me. Wow. And mm. this passage, let the one who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. And then verse 11 says, but now, all of you who light fires and provide yourselves with flaming torches, Go walk in the light of your fires mm. and the torches you have set ablaze. Mm. That is what you shall receive from my hand. Mm. You will lie down in torment. In other words, mm. he's saying you have a choice. Mm. You either trust God in the darkness. His lamp is a light unto your feet. Amen. Or you create your own light. You take control yourself. Mm -hmm. And the end result, torment. Yeah. See? And so this passage has been very meaningful to me in Isaiah 50. Play the long game, 
because that lantern where you can only see a couple feet in front of you, you can only move a couple feet at a time. That's right. A couple feet at a time. One, One day, day at a time. time. One yeah, day at a yeah, time. Yeah. Instead of creating your own artificial. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, enforcing yeah. the timeline prematurely yeah. just because yeah. of the pain. Because yes. you want the pain yeah. to stop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tony Evans said, your greatest lessons in faith will often be learned in the dark. Amen. Your greatest lessons in faith will often be learned in the dark. Here's something else I learned. For me personally, mm-hmm. when you're going through the darkest times of your life, God is most silent. Hmm. Yeah. You can't hear him mm. directly. Yeah. But if you rely on the body of Christ and Amen. you have a connection with Amen. brothers and sisters who That's are right. tuned into the Lord, he will speak to He'll you speak through to you. them. Yes. He will speak to you. Just like Ananias speaking to Paul when Come he's on. blind. He can't mm. see anything. When he's blind. He's blind. He can't he can't see it. And Ananias is speaking to him. The body of Christ. It's like Elijah yeah. Yeah. being fed by ravens. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, while he's most silent, he speaks loudly. And he speaks loudly through his word. Yes. And so you immerse yourself in God's word and his promises. And you hang on to him and his promises on the one hand, but you let go of the outcome on the other. Amen. And you surrender it to him. Yes. Yes. And you'll get to know him more intimately. And that's the kingdom, is knowing him more intimately. Amen. That's part of the kingdom, is knowing him more intimately. And that's the process that he's set up and that he operates under in the kingdom. I'm learning ING, present participle. I'm still on that journey with that, but and I picked this up from insurgents and from your other teachings, bro. To embrace my sufferings, but number two, don't waste my sufferings. Yeah. Don't yeah. waste them. Don't waste them. Play the long game and let the game, game come, come to you. you. Praise the Lord. Well, we'll sign off there. We hope this is an encouragement to many of you. There's a lot more to be said about trial and suffering. I'm learning about this subject, and you're learning about this subject. Amen. I think we'll be learning to the day of the <laughs> <laughs> Well, praise God. We will talk to you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Insurgents Podcast and give it a five-star review on iTunes. This will help others find it. Also, you can join Frank's unfiltered email list at frankviola.org and receive encouragement, challenges, and insights connected to the gospel of the kingdom. Remember, the insurgence has begun. Don't miss it.